You are now listening to Double Jump Radio. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 68 of Double Jump Radio. I'm your host, Tapia, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, John. John, how are you, my friend? Pretty good. Not much to play yeah. about, I suppose, this week. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, nah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Been, been, been super busy. Um, the new iPhones got announced, and the, for the first time in 11 years, I'm switching to Apple for the for my okay. phone. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Probably not something that anyone really <laughs> expect from me, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but hopefully that means I can maybe I'll get to try out Apple Arcade and and try some different games. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah nice bonus. Yeah, it'll be maybe I'll be the only person using it. Apparently, <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. You'll you'll hopefully have some exciting some exciting additions to the family very soon. Yeah, we're getting a third cat. I don't remember why we're getting a third cat, but we are. And um, because you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We have like a good setup for cats, yeah. so I think it's just like, oh, might as well get another one because <laughs> it should. Uh, if it works out, it yeah. will like harmonize our pet setup. I think so. Yeah. So then your your boy cat Ash can just chill and not have to worry about being like hyper. Yeah. And, and you're, you don't have to be like raided by Zoe every so Yeah, so Zoe can just like <laughs> Zoe has a friend to like wreak havoc with. Yeah, hopefully that's exactly how it goes. It should. Yeah, uh, I'm still like slightly worried just because it's like, oh, this is a situation I have to deal with, like introducing a new cat to existing. I don't know, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so. I'm sure they'll be curious, and hopefully they become fast friends. Um, mm. But why don't we uh? kick things over by talking about what was on the site this past week. So, John, you wrote uh, a nice little article about uh, your time with Fortnite, I guess, what, uh, appropriately titled Five Years Late to the Fortnite Party. Tell us a little bit more about your experiences with uh with Epic Games as I guess like still massively poss- popular like game. Mm. Yeah, so it's basically a recap of what I I think I started to say a few weeks ago mm. as a time traveler <laughs> experiencing the Battle Royale genre for the first time only through Fortnite. But it's yeah, it's basically just a breakdown of my first like uh exposure to the game in like a real way beyond yeah. just seeing it from the outside and just kind of gathering details from that so it's um yeah i found it interesting i basically just a lot of it just comes down to this is less of a competitive high stress sort of game and more of a chill collectathon that happens to have other people shooting at you in it <laughs> yeah um and it's interesting that you've only been playing the zero build mode because that's very similar to what I was, uh, my own experience. <laughs> yeah, there was like another podcast I was listening to where they said how like apparently there's been a sharp increase in people exactly like us <laughs> going and like, oh, enough. that's exactly what I didn't want to do. <laughs> it's bills. <laughs> um, but but I, I, agree, I agree with your, I guess, some of the things you found where it was just um like 
you can just kind of drop in and out and not have to worry as much about the um stress of it all and the you know I don't know I feel like the other battle um battle royale games are very they're very hyper competitive even in the ca- casual modes. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I still haven't tried any others, <laughs> but it's like Apex still scares me because it's like, oh man, I don't want to be like I feel it feels like a game where I'd be pretty sold out at it once I have a grip on it. But yeah, it's too stressful and scary to start. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that Apex, I think Apex is a lot of fun, but I think the difference, I think the reason why maybe Fortnite is like a good change, I guess for me is that um, if Call of Duty is too sweaty and too like, like it's it's too quick to die in Call of Duty and, and it takes too long to get into a match. Apex Legends, it's very like, it's a very fun game. The shooting feels great and everything. The The movement systems are really good. Um, but I think trying to understand and balance all the abilities kind of is like another layer of kind of strategy you have to think about. So that's why I think I like Fortnite because it's a bit more simple. I mean, it's got a bazillion different items, but it's pretty much just like shoot things and just don't die in the storm. Like, Yeah, like a lot of it is, in my experience, it's like, because cross, because it has crossplay, and there's so many people playing it all the time, mm. it's really easy to reach the end stages of any given yeah. match. Yeah, like the more I've played, the less more casual I kind of play it, so I care less about the outcome. So I am dying more <laughs> often. Yeah, now, but it's like it's you know it's a good chance. Like it's like there's not I don't like feel worse about it or anything. It's yeah. just like it's it's such a different. It's just not what I expected. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Like um. Yeah. Because you have you, because you started playing it a bit this last week. Like, yeah. is it your first yeah. time playing it? Or yeah. Uh well, I mean, I I think technically I played it on a PS4 like a, a few years ago. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's novel. Um, still had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, and then I think I tried it on an iPad, and it was like, oh, this is actually pretty. It actually runs pretty smoothly. And isn't as like the touch controls aren't actually as bad as I thought. But um, this past week has actually been the first time I've actually sat down and probably had like played full games and stuff. And I've actually been very, I was actually very surprised at how easy it is to just pick up. Like, I still don't know what all the items do. I still don't know what the ranking of rarity of like weapons are. And I don't know if picking more rare weapon changes anything, but I just assume it does. Like I assume it's got better I, stats, so that I, just I actually do that. never looked it up. I assumed it was always just a slight damage increase. That's, That's I what I was thinking, because like um, like I think the f- sick, like the second match I played, I won in solos. Right. But I was just like, I think it, it it was more just like just being smart and just not. Uh, I think if you if you just play smart, like you try not to be dumb, you'll be fine. And 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 I think Fortnite actually rewards being aggressive, like. Just shoot things, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, to a point. It's like yeah. you can hide away for a while, like, yeah, because you know, it has like the radar with the shoot, like sound markings. Yeah, that's what that but was. Like, yeah, okay, okay. But it's like also, I think the early game, it's like almost impossible not to win the first, like within the first few, because I'm pretty sure it's all bots. 
Oh, like, I think okay, gotcha. Yeah, which is like good because it lets you have the full that experience feeling. of a match. Yeah, like I, I kind of because I ended up winning my second one as well, I think. And like, I have, yeah, so I don't think it puts too much pressure on you. That's and like good. so far, I think it starts to get gradually. Uh, it seems to be a pretty gradual process of getting you in with the people on your level. Oh, okay. it took me a while to start getting into like, well, even then, I think it's not, I'm not sure actually. But basically, it's like the final tens or twenties yeah. of matches I've been in have been like more competitive. I found, yeah, like, and that took a little while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah like but... um, the last match I played last night, I, I I I was in the top two. Like, I got to I finished second, but I went the entire game without it. Like, I had no shield. I had nothing to heal shields or any, or healing weapons. So I was just like literally relying on the fact that the guy was above me, <laughs> and and I could just hear him. Like every time I damage him, I could just hear him recharging his shields he like there's this big gun that shoots chugs or whatever it's called and it just like recharges your shield so i just hear him go dunk 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 every time i shot him and i'm like ah this is not gonna go well (laughs) (laughs) but it was like but it was fun i I didn't feel like upset or anything i just like had a laugh i was like that was fun yeah that's kind of i like i was surprised at how stressless it is overall yeah um yeah yeah that was that was on double jump this week Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, no, that's yeah, awesome, man. We've had a very big week of news. Yeah. So let's um, <laughs> let's go straight into it. So <laughs> this, so like today, as we're recording this on the Wednesday night, Sony decided to host a kind of. I don't, know, I don't know if it was like trolling or something, but basically Nintendo had a state, uh, had a Nintendo Direct uh, scheduled for today. And then Sony like yesterday said, oh, by the way, we're going to do one too. We're going to do our own stream. And then, <laughs> so we've, we've kind of had a lot of news happen in the last 24 hours. So uh, let, let's kick it off with the with today's state of play news. And the, the first big announcement uh, was uh, the, the official confirmation of Tekken 8, which uh, looks freaking fantastic it looks like real gameplay uh considering like the way the animations are um like it's like in engine but like you know they've done some some work with the camera angles and stuff but it, it looks it looks really good and um i don't know but uh it's i think this is going to be the the conclusion to the the, the mishima storyline where if tekken 7 was like you know kazuya versus Haihachi. This and you know, father versus son. This is going to be the the next battle, which is Jin versus Kazuya. You know, another generation of father versus son. So we'll uh, see how how this goes. But um, yeah, it it looks it looks really nice. If if it's if this is how the final game will look, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it and looks it, like it. Yeah, I think it was confirmed. I believe it was confirmed to be In real engine. gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, like you're right. Like I'm sure it's been, you know, glammed up a bit, mm. but it's um, yeah, it looks like very impressive. It kind of reminded me of Street Fighter Five and how that's using like a photorealistic style. Oh, well, it's like stylized, but it, yeah. like it's using RE Engine. That's yeah, uh, Street Fighter Six. Oh, what did I say? Five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like taking it, like it immediately reminded me of that with all the like close-ups on the models. Hundred percent. Like you see so much detail. But it's um yeah it's very impressive. It's nice to see like Tekken get such a big leap in visuals because mm. I think it's been a while since that's been like it's always gotten better, 
but I think it's been a while since it's had like a proper leap. Yes. Ahead. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like um six to seven, like they're pretty similar. Um I guess yeah, we haven't really had like a graphical leap since like maybe five is probably like when it came to the PS2, like the the last of the PS2 games, because like three to four was a big jump just because it was the move from PlayStation to PS2. So I guess this is kind of like it, it's it it definitely looks like tech and the animations and everything like that. But um, yeah, it it looks really good and the the interesting thing is that um. This is going to be a current gen and PC release only. So no PS4, no Xbox One releases. So this might be the first of the new generation of fighting games that is current gen only. Because oh, I think even Street Fighter, Fighter 6, 6 I think that's PS4, maybe. But I could be wrong. I'll look it up. I'm typing very slowly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could be mistaken. Uh, oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I'll, I'll be be very interesting to see. And the good thing is this is going to be coming to Xbox as well, which is huge because uh, I think that's really going to help the player base, you know. And and I hope there's crossplay as well because we we really need that crossplay in in 2022 for fighting games. I think it's like kind of compulsory. You want to make because fighting games by their nature are very niche, so you want to make sure that you have the biggest kind of player base as, like as much as possible. And I think. Tekken could be like the the vanguard for the new generation of crossplay titles. Um, I guess until oh, I there's yeah. a few already, aren't there? Yeah, but then usually PlayStation to PC. Okay, because like I feel like uh, multiverse is like a suddenly a quite a big deal. Oh yeah, so I feel like yeah. That one like got a big focus on all that stuff. Yeah, maybe I mean like traditional fighting game rather than sure. like a platform fighter. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm gatekeeping. That's damn it. Or is, got to hold does Strive have crossplay as well? It does PC because it's a PlayStation only game, so it'd be PlayStation oh, and okay. PC, not no Xbox. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like Tekken 8 would be a good fit for that too, because mm. it definitely has like a you know yeah you're right like it has a healthy player base across like every platform. So being yeah. able to unify that would be nice. Yeah. And and funnily enough, like traditionally, the PC versions of all the games are the ones that has the longest life in terms of online play. So maybe this could be a way to kind of get around it and make sure mm. that, hey, if all I have is a PlayStation, um, I want to still be able to get into matches because it's like, it's like a self it's like a chicken and egg thing. If you, if you join a game late, you can't find a game. You're not going to try playing it online again. And so the next person who tries to get online is going to have no one to play with and it just kind of keeps going like that, you know? So yeah. cosplay, I think. Or it is, just comes very like, discord based you know yeah like joining community to find games that way which is like good in a sense but probably not the not um, the ideal preferred way yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um and then we had uh a slate of playstation vr2 announcements so uh star wars tales from galaxy's edge enhanced edition uh which is a a psvr2 version of uh of uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which already came out on the Oculus uh, system of headsets. Um, then we also got a look at Demio or Demio, which is a tabletop card battling strategy game. Which um, you know, hey, uh, who doesn't mind a little bit of that? But I don't know. I guess I'm not the ideal. Uh, I- I'm not the ideal kind of target audience for this. But hey, 
I'm sure like people, you know, the 10 people out there who still care about VR would really love this. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think like VR's firmly in the dad, you know, the tech dad realm. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just been quiet for a while. Maybe. It's not like the Meta Quest is small. That's true. That's true. So they are they are pricing it up quite a bit. So maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe give it a few months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next uh, next announcement was a a PS5 remake. Sorry, a PS4 and PS5 Western release of Like a Dragon: Colon Ishin, which I. I didn't realize that Like a Dragon existed before Yakuza Like a Dragon, but I guess... Oh, um, Like a Dragon is like the original title for Yakuza in Japan. Like it was retitled uh, Yakuza for Western. Is yeah. that what Ryuga... Because Ryu means dragon. Ga, Ryuga Gotok, which is what the Japanese name for the studio and, and I think the series, prob- that probably means Like a Dragon. Ah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. So, Like a Dragon Ishin is a it's a historical spin-off. So, it's like set during I think the the Edo period of Japan. So, you know, you've got samurais mixed in with like, you know, people with guns and stuff. So, it's a good like it's a good mix of I guess all sorts of like things that people like about Japanese culture, you know, the kind of the things that people yeah, people in the west love about Japanese culture. Um, it was a yeah, release. Like a, a quick way to put it is it's Yakuza but Samurai. Yeah. It, like that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was originally released on PS3 and PS4 in 2014, um, but it was never brought West Side. So now this is going to be um, like a, a pretty cool Western release. And it's also adding uh, some new uh, characters who you might uh, recognize from the Yakuza series. I'm not very familiar with the Yakuza series, so I'm not even going to try and pretend. To, oops, to know their names, um, and the game is set to be released on February twenty first on twenty twenty three on PS four and PS five, but it is also coming to the Xbox Series, Xbox One, Windows, uh, and, and uh, Steam as well. So that'll be a uh, that'll be coming up soon. Uh, the next, uh, the next kind of thing we got to look at was a, a new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy, which is getting an exclusive quest on PlayStation systems. Um, then after that, we had, what was it called? Pacific, Pacific Dive, which is the, it's the, drive. Pac- <laughs> sorry, Pacific Drive, which is a, it's a run-based first-person sur- driving survival game where you, you're, you're trying to, s- make it through the, quote, Olympic exclusion zone uh, that's uh, been affected by some sort of alien or extraterrestrial kind of, I don't know, phenomenon or, like, something's not right. I'll put it that way. And you're... I don't know how to put it. I'm super Very atmospheric. (laughs) Looks very atmospheric. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking, like, I was talking to my sister about it, like, last week, how, like, Oh yeah, because there was another game announced recently called Dredge, which is a mm. little like horror adventure game where you're controlling like this little tugboat looking guy. <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, it's like why aren't there more adventure games where you're controlling a vehicle? And I feel because I feel like they're too rare for how great that basic concept is. And it's just yeah. like you know, and then this comes along and it's like, oh, this looks awesome! <laughs> like I'm so excited for it already. Right, and it 
it's like you're driving around in like what looks like the Ecto One from Ghostbusters. Yes, like, it does. <laughs> so I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and it's and it's the debut title from Ironwood Studios, and it's uh, slated to come to PS5 sometime next year, which is a uh, pretty cool. Um, the next uh, bit we got to look at was, I guess, like a a little um montage uh, talking about the PlayStation Stars loyalty program. So some of the things that they talked about was, um, how should I put it, like some collectibles that are taken from the PlayStation Pantheon, like in, in terms of the, what is it, 20, like 27, 28 year history of, of PlayStation, I guess. So um, things like the original, like one of the apes from the original Ape Escape, you get like a mini original ps3 <laughs> it's pretty cool so uh the service is going to be coming to asia later this month and then uh expected to come you know through oceania uh, europe and america later in the year um or i guess at least starting this year i, I hope so um the next announcement was the the reveal of a mech combat game called Sinduality, which uh it's like, it's like um those I don't know like, it, it reminds me of like, it, it looks like you take bits of Titanfall, and Apex Legends, and then you mix it with like, um Gurren Lagann or something like a like a kind of buddy mech story, with a Japanese like okay. kind of aesthetic. I don't know. It's a I don't know how else to really play it. I think really. it, I think, it, yeah. I think it's just more of a traditional mech game, like gotcha. action game mech. You know, like because I haven't actually played almost any of the major mech franchises, but I, I assumed it was similar to Mech Warrior or something. Gotcha. Maybe, um, maybe. Sure. Yeah, like it, it's like a third person. It's like a traditional third person action game, but you're in a mech. <laughs> yep. Like you're, you're doing a lot of things. Like there's a lot of parries and dodges and and things like that. And it, it's yeah. it's a cool name. Um, yeah, and it's also uh, one of those like cute little industrial-ish mechs instead of one of those su- like super stylized anime yeah. mechs, which I'm very into as well. It definitely it gives off diva vibes. Does it? I don't know what that is. <laughs> diva from Overwatch. Oh right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's that's set to launch sometime next year, and it's being published and made by. Uh, Bando, Bandai Namco, sorry, not Bando Namco. I think I've said that a, a few too many times. Uh, then we had another look at Project Eve, uh, which uh, is now called uh, Stellar Blade. So Project Eve, I feel like, has been teased for like many years now, right? Like at least a couple of years, if not longer. Because oh, uh, we definitely saw it. Last time I wrote a write-up of a state of play it was in that one i think gotcha <laughs> so I remember, yeah. the only thing i remembered about it which i was immediately reminded of in this trailer was calling it creepy and yes. it still is creepy yeah lots of jiggle effects gross mm. character designs oh <laughs> yes yes yeah uh oh that's what this yeah okay that's what i was <laughs> i was like why does this look familiar um yes it was that kind of yeah very very creepy anime styled like it was like it was made by um Team Ninja from like 2005. Like it's very yeah, DOA. Was, yeah, it made me think where it's like I feel like we don't see 
too many uh we probably do maybe just like high budget ones we don't see many too japanese too many japanese titles that are like they're so leery anymore on like <laughs> or maybe we do i don't know it feels like i'm not exposed to it as often anyway yeah. but this game is chinese and i yes. was thinking it's like oh maybe we'll see a lot more as china starts to like chinese developers start to scale up mm. into like like high budget uh, productions i wonder yeah. if we'll be kind of I wonder if that will be a trend at all. Not to generalize, yeah. but I w- it's kind of the only thing I could really notice about this game beyond how flashy it is. Yeah, like it, it's it's got like a it's like a bayon it's got like kind of a bayonetta style, like bayonetta with a like a near automata kind of um, art style. But yeah, definitely has like a team ninja like aesthetic when it comes to uh, female anatomy. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is coming it's coming to PS5 next year and as of this uh, I guess like as of this video it's it's still labeled as a PlayStation console exclusive so probably means it'll come to PC at some point as well mm-hmm. um so I mean Stellar Blade I guess sounds a little bit better um than than Project Eve I don't mind I don't it know. I always yeah. like titles that are more evocative than literal so I guess maybe it's literal. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? There's something to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had a look at uh, a new game, which is called um, Rise of the Ronin. It is, uh, you know, speaking oop, speaking of Team Ninja. <laughs> oh, John's letting out. I think that's Zoe. Whoop. Ash is up now. <laughs> so uh, Zoe, uh, Zoe wanted to leave. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> You're meant, you're meant to keep talking. Yeah, I am. I, I, I was actually commentating. I'm like, oh, Zoe's, Zoe wants to leave and uh, Ash is just hanging out. He's still in his box. Yeah. <laughs> He's still chilling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, we've got a new game uh, called Rise of the Ronin. Uh, speaking of Team Ninja, this one's a, a new action RPG from the, I guess, the, the very, very long-running studio now. Um, it's, it's a... It's like... I don't know. It's like Ghost of Tsushima mixed with Assassin's Creed in some way because it's got it's got the yeah, I got as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's got um, like kind of the third person action of what you'd expect from a Ghost of Tsushima kind of like game. But then it's got a lot of the period like architecture, like like an Assassin's Creed, like that attention to detail, especially because it's 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 set in a time where Japan was industrializing and and um. Like you saw some Western influence in some of their buildings, mixed with uh, some of the traditional Japanese architecture. Sorry, John, you're about to say something. <laughs> so, I like I, I realized like I um I think I only thought of Assassin's Creed because of that part near the start of the trailer where he like jumps off a building and he flies. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Hundred percent like, the think, shot. Yeah, I think enough. Yeah, but it's like I actually kind of love the look of it because I was like yeah. thinking it's like oh, another samurai game because there's like a real uh, flood of them all of a mm. sudden feels like which isn't bad it's just like an odd thing to suddenly start seeing a lot of mm-hmm. and but like um i was thinking it was like but i actually really love the industrial revolution aspect of it. like it's a ronin who it's caught in between um, it, oh. yeah and it's like actively like the style of gameplay i think ash wants to like, leave now <laughs> <laughs> nah, um yeah no it, it definitely looks like that and i think the main thing uh the main thing that really makes it s- stand out now is that Team Ninja now has got like good pedigree when it comes to third person action games like since 
I, I guess like even going back to uh like the Ninja Gaiden uh see the series from the uh, the original Xbox and I think uh, the Neo games were made by Team Ninja so there's some pedigree there in terms of modern third person action that is uh, very fluid and fun. Yeah. Also Team Ninja are also very busy cuz they announced Wo Long quite recently for mm. February I think so they've got a lot going on. Yeah. And luckily this one's a, a PlayStation 5 console exclusive again so expect this to be I guess PS5 and PC um but it's coming in 2024, so you know, hopefully that extra year will be enough for Team Ninja to polish up the game. Mm. Yeah, I think it'll be like their first open world title, maybe. I'm not sure if you said that already, but it's like um, I don't think they've developed any other ones quite on this scale before. Yeah, I, I can't really think about it. I think like um, Neo is probably the closest, but that's more like open areas, but not open world. Yeah, that's very level based because yeah. they don't even get very big either. Yeah, yeah, and then they're the... probably getting closer. That's your right. Sorry. Yeah, but... yeah. It's yeah. It reminds me of Monster Hunter in that way, where it's like you're kind of like in an open zone, but it is like a level yeah. you load into. Um, mm. And then we had a, we had another uh, a trailer, a new story trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Once again, seen. Um, uh, it's it's very close. So I'm like, I guess like. Probably don't need too too much more story details, but I'll I'll if you wanna if you wanna I'm not gonna spoil anything for you there if you like kind of want to go into this very, very like, kind of, uh, without any spoilers or without any hints or anything like that. All I can say is that there's a very nice looking DualSense limited edition uh, controller that was revealed prior to the story trailer that looks very very nice. It's it's got kind of the the blue and white motif that's kind of throughout the game and it's got the it's got um on on the actual touchpad you actually see uh the symbols of two wolves like a young wolf and a like a an adult wolf kind of symbolizing you know atreus and and kratos but it yeah it's um yeah i i i would just buy that controller just to have it <laughs> i wouldn't even need a ps5 i just put it on a shelf cuz it looks so cool yeah um yeah i'm not like um yeah i thought it was like a pretty solid trailer like because it, it's coming out in november mm. right like it's it's yeah it is pretty soon like a couple months ish away mm. so it's um yeah it's like it's definitely a good trailer to get someone like me on board but like as someone who's not especially excited for it in the same way a lot of others are just because i don't know i'm not like because you have have you played did you end up playing the original no, i didn't finish it no i'm up to um... okay yeah, I have no idea where I'm technically up to in the story. I've got to get back to it, but uh, yeah. Okay, but like um, one thing, it it feels very petty the more I think about it. But one thing <laughs> I really, I which really ended up hurting my time with it was the loot system, like the equipment system. Yeah, I hated that thing. Like I really, <sighs> yes. I felt it like harmed the overall pace. And it was annoying. Just like, like yeah, it was annoying. Like it's just like. Just stop giving me crap to swap onto. Like, I just want Kratos to look like him, and I can. I, and I also got like the damage heavy stuff because I yeah. didn't want to have like full clothes on because I don't think it's like I want Kratos to look like he does. Yeah, with the just pauldron. <laughs> like I don't yeah. want all bulky stuff. Yeah, and like um, I didn't even know half the things that like I, I didn't even realize there was a whole mechanic and there's all these stats and stuff about it. I'm just like. I just it just kind of popped up for me like I unlock stuff and I'm like oh wait I'm meant to be managing this system as well, like <laughs> yeah like I didn't I did I really didn't think like it ended up detracting from the experience like 
it detracted more than it probably should have for anyone else. Yeah. But I, it's like it's all I end up thinking about about the game. It's just like, man, I, didn't, I don't want to deal with that again, <laughs> just because it yeah. felt so annoying. It feels so annoying my memories. But um, but yeah. Anyway, Ragnarok's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty good trailer. I am like it does. It did work on me in that it's like, oh, I really could. Um, maybe I'll play it when it comes out. <laughs> we'll yeah. See. No, it it definitely looks looks great and. Uh, let's just say that some of the elements there get out of this world. <laughs> I'll put it that way, <laughs> based on what we saw in the trailer. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for the the state of play. Uh, John, how about we uh, talk about the other major stream today, which was Nintendo's Direct? Yep, um, we're doing this reverse order <laughs> by accident, I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it doesn't matter. It's like this was the one that was several hours before Sony's. It was quite a bit longer. It was forty minutes. It was double the length, I think, mm. of Sony's. Um, yeah. So let's just run through most of the announcements because I don't think I'm doing all of them. First, the announcement of Fire Emblem Engage. This is yeah, new mainline Fire Emblem title. Um, I think it was actually leaked some time ago, like earlier this year, with like not a ton of details. Mm. But it was, so I was like, I saw the blue and red hair of the main protagonist, and it's like, oh, that's right. This, I already knew about this. But this is the first time we're getting like properly introduced to the game, yeah. as well as its new signature like kind of gimmick mechanic um, called the new summon mechanic, which is basically summoning old Fire Emblem characters from past games to sort of act as your partner in battle. Mm. Like for those who don't know, Fire Emblem games, like the way its combat works is that you can pair characters up to kind of support each other in combat yeah and this one it's like yeah i think it's actually a pretty elegant way to do like a unique thing for this individual game mm. especially one that harkens back to old fan favorite characters yeah while also you know tying into the actual gameplay systems yeah rather than just being you know hey look at this sort of thing <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um fire emblem engage also i will say i found the title surprisingly dull for a fire emblem title i was yeah. kind of surprised by that but um and the logo yeah the like logo if you said um fire fire emblem engage was a uh, like a dating sim i'd believe you oh maybe i don't know it sounds like something else it sounds like a mobile game or something yeah yeah it but, does um, yeah, something like that. yeah they call it like, like a different genre is a good way to say it. Should just call like fire emblem tactics or something i don't know something else because it because it is like got a small strategy for 20 years now yeah it's, now it's in the title <laughs> now it's in the title for sure <laughs> um yeah so engage is coming out on january 20th 2023 um and yeah so after that was the announcement of octopath traveler 2 which was actually spoiled by a game green man games like three hours before it happened or something oh man <laughs> funny um but you know it didn't spoil much else yeah um so eight new characters in the same way, same setup as the previous game. So mm. eight characters that you kind of gradually, you start off with one, find new ones over time, except this time there will be intersecting stories, which is like a new feature for this title. Um, there will be overworld actions that differ between day and nighttime. And otherwise it seems like it's more about taking what's worked in the original, polishing up what didn't and yeah, I don't think there's too much that's like especially eye-catching beyond mm. 
what you kind of expect from a title like this, but which yeah. is the beautiful art style and that tilt shift pixel kind of like perspective. It's such a cool visual style. Yeah, it is. But it's like I think like a lot of it is just like it's I've I didn't play it, which is a common refrain for this podcast. But like, <laughs> um, I, like all I heard about it was being somewhat disappointed with that the game didn't really meet its potential mm. in people's minds. Cause it's like, it's a really cool premise, you know, like building a party over time and having characters interact and their stories interact over time. And the interaction part isn't, is the part that didn't really happen hmm. in the original title. And I like the idea that they're building on that. Yeah. So Octopath Traveler is coming to PlayStation and Steam as well as Switch on February 24th, 2023. Um, after that was the announcement of Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. So... I think this is the first time we've seen one of these games since the 3DS entry. Yeah, because I, I can't think of like even a re-release on a pre, like on the Wii U or anything oh, like that. It might have been a mobile release, actually. I'm not Maybe. sure. Mm. Um, this one is very big <laughs> compared to previous games. It's, it includes yes, <laughs> yeah, it includes 385 songs, um, and with and also includes post-launch DLC. I don't think that number includes the post-launch DLC yeah. with songs from Saga, Nia, Live Alive, and um, yeah. I think I think Octopath might be one of them actually as well. Yeah, um, I think so, um, the yeah. final number was like more than five hundred and twenty songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so many. Um, like I feel like it's like most albums are like ten songs long and take half an hour to listen to. Yeah, that's <laughs> so big. Um, okay, so um, final bar line is releasing on February fifteenth next year mm. and is also coming to PlayStation. Yeah. Um, there was the announcement of several new um, titles for the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass uh, service. So these are all 64 Nintendo 64 games. So for 2022, there will be Mario Party 1 and 2 and Pilot Wings 64. So next over the next three months. Um, next year, there will be Mario Party 3, both of the Nintendo 64 Pokemon Stadium titles, 1080 Snowboarding and Excite Bike 64, as well as the announcement that GoldenEye 007, Hell the yeah. original 64, will be coming to <laughs> at some point as well. I don't think yeah. that one has a release date, so I'm guessing it's next year. I don't know. Um, but this one's a little complicated. <laughs> so the Switch version, that will be the expansion pack service version. This is the original Nintendo 64 version, like the ROM. Um, this version is like, it's pretty, you know, it's exactly how you remember it. Uh, well, not remember, but what it was. <laughs> My favorite way to put it. Um, it supports online multiplayer like mm. the rest of the catalog does because that's kind of how their online shell works and um, kind of supports this thing, that kind of thing. However, Microsoft have also announced that there is a Xbox version in the works that will be developed by Rare themselves mm. that is being added to the Rare Replay collection from another oh, year. Oh, wow. Season. So if you have that game, you get it for free through that game. That's crazy. Then, like, game Pass because Rare Replay is old in Game Pass. Yeah. And it also does not have online multiplayer because that, that's not, you know, that's a whole lot more work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if Rare Replay supports it otherwise. I'm, I'm, I don't quite remember. I, like online think, I think it does. I think it does. Oh, does it? Depending yeah. on the game, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, but so dude, that's huge. 
<laughs> and for it's, me personally, 1080 snowboarding, that's a game I really loved. Like both that and GoldenEye, but 1080 snowboarding, I spent a lot of game, a lot of time playing that game when I was a kid. So I'm super mm. excited for that. Um, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, a new trailer for Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. This is that PSP title being remastered. That was announced some time ago. Yeah. Um, this trailer re- revealed their release date for December 13 later this year. So they're coming pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it... I think it was just like a broad story trailer. I don't think it revealed too much else. No. Um, and that's coming to most platforms, from what I remember, including yeah. Switch. Because it's... Yep. Um, after that was the announcement of Pikmin 4 by Shigeru Miyamoto, who's... Apparently, he loves Pikmin a lot. He, he always comes out for Pikmin. Um, as part of this presentation, he kind of does a few quotes where he said, um, quote, we won't be showing any gameplay today, um, but he does show a screenshot of the game and it's kind of close to the ground compared to usual. Yeah. Like it's, kind of, I think he says it's from the perspective of the Pikmin, you know, like it's, yeah, rather than top-down RTS style. Mm. Um, and he also says a confusing quote where he says, quote, Nintendo Switch has made controlling the game simpler, meaning you can further concentrate on the core essence of Pikmin gameplay, which, I mean, I guess it just means simpler. But I didn't think the gameplay was all that complex in the first place, so I'm not quite sure what he means. <laughs> yeah, but um, Pikmin Four will be launching or is set to launch in 2023. Yeah. After that was Fay Farm and also six other farming games or games with farming in farming, it. Was also yeah. Announced. Yeah. So and they're all coming next year because all these games are coming <laughs> and probably in February because I did, we didn't write it down, but all these games are coming in February. Yeah. Um, there was a new trailer for Bayonetta 3. Um, this is, I don't think it really shows anything we didn't already know, but it also pointed us to a separate seven minute gameplay trailer that kind of breaks down a number of the new mechanics that haven't been explained already. It also revealed a couple of new weapons we hadn't seen yet. So one's like rollerblades, except they're also yo yo's that summons like a demonic spider. It's very cool. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, otherwise, <laughs> not if over there, unless you're quite into the series already. After that was the announcement of Master Detective Archives Rain Code. So this is from Spike Chunsoft and the creators of Danganronpa. It also looks a lot like Danganronpa, unsurprisingly. Like very similar art style, or the same art style even. Yeah. The game stars Yuma, an amnesiac detective haunted by a spirit. You investigate murders and the Shinigami or the ghost or haunting spirit sort of. I'm not, I like, or what was the death note <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shinigami. Yeah, well, I forgot like the Ryuk. Oh, Ryuk was one of them. Um, yeah, no, I was trying, I was trying to think of the definition. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, like they're like uh, a they're like the gods of death. I think like yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. So as when you're like since you know Yuma is partnered up with this Shinigami, um, part of uh, through the investigation, they create a labyrinth for you to like in explore and solve the murder through action so it sounds a lot like persona except it's an outright detective game and it's probably not quite as gigantically long as persona games are so it's i actually really like the look of it but yeah. i think just because i'm always in on detective style stories yeah. um at some point after that there was the announcement which made me very happy of fitness boxing fist of the north star <laughs> it's kind of exactly what it sounds like if you're um 
I don't know, a certain type of person. It's a rhythm-based boxing fitness game that's based on the Fist on the North Star series. This is... Oh, what the <laughs> hell, man! I was this is... so much. <laughs> like, I was so oh. happy. Um, yeah, just oh. go look up a trailer of it, or if it's playing already, I don't know. I've got but it in the great. background. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's just something. It's like if you want to. I don't think I could describe it well enough. So just check it out. I'll um, hopefully I'll, I'll probably buy it if it's not too expensive because I'm really into the idea of it alone. Yeah. Um, so fitness boxing fist of the north star is releasing in march next year yeah they'll update of the front mission games like the mech tactical strategy rpgs i'm not even sure they're rpgs but like strategy games yeah more strategy i think yeah so one and two remakes were announced some time ago so first will be releasing in november mm-hmm. the um, second will be set sometime for next year and while also announcing that the remake of the third front mission game is also in development so that will be releasing sometime after the second one and that's it really on that uh, so yeah there's a lot <laughs> yeah so there was announcement of like most of the modern resident evil games for like cloud versions of um resident evil titles like modern mm-hmm. ones so this includes resident evil 7 and resident evil village they're both arriving on October 28th. And then Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake coming later this year. So I guess within the two months after that. After that was the announcement of Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, a remaster of the original Wii title. Um, it adds a new copy ability called Mecha. Um, there still includes like the four-player co-op where you control uh, Meta Knight and King DDD. Is that his name? Pretty sure yes. it is. Yes. Um, and that launches on February 24. February is very packed all of a sudden. It is, um, yeah. <laughs> and then a remaster of Tales in Symphonia was announced. Um, this mm-hmm. is a remaster of the PS2 port of the 2003 GameCube original. Um, it is coming early next year. Um, I, the, I um, highlight PS2 port there. Because apparently this version added content to the game, but it also hard coded a 30 FPS limit, so oh, whereas the original had 60, 60. FPS. And this yeah. is, I've frequently seen today that this is kind of a deal breaker for a lot of people, but it's also like straight up unavoidable. <laughs> unless I guess unless you do like a full teardown, which is not yeah. something Bandai, assumedly, would want to invest the money into doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just what it is. There are a number of new Switch ports. This included Ib, It Takes Two, Just Dance 2023 Edition, Oddballers, Pikmin. No, I don't think Pikmin Bloom is coming to Switch, actually. Um, I think it was Tunic. just more like highlighting that it exists. Yeah. <laughs> Me and By the really way, Pikmin Bloom for six yeah. minutes. Um, Tunic, SpongeBob SquarePants, Cosmic Shake, and I think a few dozen others. There are a lot of Switch ports for, in yes. this uh, stream. And lastly, the announcement of, well, sort of announced, I don't know, um, for the next Legend The official Legend like, kind of unveiling, I guess. Yeah. So the follow-up to Breath of the Wild is now titled Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I, I'm quite into that title. Yeah. It kind of shows a bit of gameplay, kind of shows more hieroglyphs. It doesn't really show much else. I don't think it, like, I'm sure there's 
clues and hints in there that people are going to really dissect the hell out of. But yeah, as far as I sure. know, it wasn't showing much like brand new stuff. It was just mostly focused on the title. Mm. And there's also box art out there if you want to go see it, which also looked quite nice. Yeah. Um, and that is ha- also has a release date of May 12th next year. So relatively close, seven months, six months yeah. away. Was oh, seven, eight months away, I mean. I and, wonder if this is what Nintendo's holding out for before it announces the next Switch. Maybe, yeah. Also, yeah. I will also mention none of the games the insiders mentioned would be there were there. <laughs> no Metro Prime, yeah. no Legend of Zelda uh, remasters. I think that was all that was uh, like uh, not meant to, but like you know, people ex- like these people expected to be there, and they to weren't there. there. Yeah, so I only realized at the end it's like, wait, that's not what I expected at all. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that stream. I think. Yeah. No, I think it was, I think it was like a very packed showing, and I think a lot of things that I guess if you're a JRPG fan, you've got plenty to look forward to in in February, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Lock out whole of February. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I'm sure like you know, Zelda is probably the biggest the biggest draw here, and I think I think that's um, I think like. I've seen people kind of talk about the fact that, you know, Nintendo is kind of using this as to be like the the last hurrah for the current version of the Switch. And I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, you, you like, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild kind of kicked off the Switch when it came out. And it's kind of like it's bookending the Switch's life, I guess. Um, like in 2017 when it came out. And now 2023 when like potentially uh, the next Switch or the Switch 2 or Switch Pro or whatever whatever Nintendo kind of goes with. I, I, I can't really... I can't see Nintendo splitting the handheld and home console markets again. I think I think the Switch kind of like proved itself to be like a, a winner, a winning formula. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see see what, um, what happens because... Yeah, because like I couldn't... Like I don't think anyone... I don't think Nintendo could get away with delaying Zelda to the next system, but I think they can get away with, you know, delaying Metroid Prime 4 to the next system. Yeah, I don't think they have much choice for that one. But yeah. it's like, yeah, with, like with Tears of the Kingdom, they're closing the lid on the coffin, and now they're going <laughs> to go to the next. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if like four of the announcements that you made in that kind of I guess like the only Capcom games there are all cloud versions that they announced. <laughs> so I think it's kind of telling that the system probably needs needs an update in some way. Like yeah. Uh, I mean I was actually yeah. surprised at how nice um the Fire Emblem title looked. Yeah. Like a lot of it was pre rendered stuff, so I think it was just yeah. my eyes out of getting used to one and then seeing it kind of in the gameplay. But the gameplay looks nice as well. Like I was surprised yeah. that was Thinking as it started, I was like, whoa, is this like a secret Switch 2 thing? <laughs> yeah. And it was. But I was like, yeah. I don't know. Surprised how much like more developers can squeeze out of it sometimes. Yeah. No, th- and that's the thing. Like, um it's like trust Nintendo. When it does come to something like um Tears of the Kingdom, like trust Nintendo to get the most out of its hardware. Like if any studio is going to kind of send off the Switch um, in a blaze of glory, it's going to be Nintendo. Mm. Mm. 
but yeah, we've got a we've got another another stream to to recap, and that was uh, the Ubisoft Forward presentation from uh, I guess it was late last week, or was it like very early this week? I'm trying to remember, but uh, I think it was late last week because I saw news, I saw the trailer for Ubisoft's uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which looks really cool. So. Um, Essentially, let's let's run through it. So we got a new trailer for uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope, which is the the upcoming sequel to the, I guess like XCOM style Mario and Ubisoft crossover. So this it's, <laughs> wild sentence, yeah. <laughs> and the third DLC for it will feature Rayman, and that's the uh, I think that's the main thing. And the the cool thing is like the guy that most famously was shown crying in E3 when the first Rabbids, Mario and Rabbids was uh, announced. He he got he got to actually do a lot of the talking. I think he's the game director. I'm not sure, but uh, I just remember him being the one who was like crying with like tears of joy when that was like first announced. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then we uh, got the news that uh, Riders Republic, which is, uh, I guess, Ubisoft's extreme sports uh game it's like you know mix of bmx paragliding snowboarding and everything like that uh that is going free to play so apparently maybe not enough people played it so now it's going free to play and hopefully that means that more people get into it and i guess ubisoft dedicates some more um resources to it uh we also got a uh a new Okay, so we had a couple of announcements with regard to the divisions. So Tom Clancy's The Division Two is going to get more content, um, and Ubisoft has pledged to uh, commit. Well, I guess once again commit to the game through to the end of its fifth year, and that is being quote uh, supported by quote Ubisoft Studios across the globe end quote. Um, uh, that also means that uh, uh, also alongside that Ubisoft also confirmed that the crew 2 is also getting some new content um <laughs> like it will, uh, it will never die. <laughs> yeah it'll yeah it, like at the end of the at the end of the planet it'll be like you know <laughs> leaky it'll be like original game boys cockroaches and <laughs> the crew 2 <laughs> It'll be an Xbox One running crew two on the a crew CRT. Two on a CRT. Um <laughs> being emulated in a Tesla. Like somehow it's just running in the back of a Tesla because that's just how everything is. Um and then so we got a, a pair of new announcements for the division. So a new free to play uh multiplayer version uh, like entry in the series called the Division Heartland. Um, there's no release date just yet, um, but you can te- um, you can register now for upcoming tests. I might actually have a look into this because uh, playing Fortnite has proven to me that you know, like third person shooters can be fun, but uh, I just need to I just need a wide field of view so that I don't get the motion sickness i think that's the thing that's okay. that's the annoying thing with fortnite is that it's so zoomed like for a pc player like it's very because you're sitting so close to the monitor it's very like jarring whereas i guess if you're sitting on a couch on a console a bit further away it's not so bad you probably want that kind of like like kind of more zoomed in look but mm. for me it's kind of like yeah i can play like maybe four or five rounds and i'm like yeah okay i'm done 
<laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> um, and there's also uh, a new mobile title called The Division Resurgence. Um, uh, there was a, a trailer shown off for it, but the, there's a beta test uh, for it coming this fall, which I think is like later this spring, like in the next couple of months, right, for us. Um, right. Uh, and then we had a new Rainbow Six title uh, that is set on consoles. Uh, not consoles, sorry, on mobile devices. Uh, there's not much really to talk about there, but um, there is a closed beta for the game uh, that is also coming later this, this season, later this spring. Um, another thing was uh, Ubisoft announcing that it is partnering with Netflix uh, for, uh, I guess... Three exclusive Ubisoft games. Um, just so you know, uh, Ubisoft... Not Ubisoft, sorry. Netflix made a push into gaming a few months ago, and part of that was, um, you know, bringing Into the Breach uh, into, uh, like, two mobile devices. Um, but you you can download the game standalone, but you require a Netflix subscription to, like, quote-unquote, activate them and play them. So... This, I guess, is like continuation of Netflix. I have no idea. Like, I don't know how well the the gaming thing is going for Netflix, but clearly, well enough that it's like kind of doing trying more things. So this will be uh this will be interesting. So, uh, the the games will include Valiant Hearts Two, uh, Mighty Quest, and a new Assassin's Creed mobile game, as well as a live action TV show based on Assassin's Creed. Which, if if uh, the the movie is anything to go by, will be, you know, Great. amazing. It'll be amazing. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I guess like Netflix can have be. You actually very seen hidden. it? Because I still haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Yeah, no. Um, but <laughs> I know people like The Witcher, so <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we need to do that and then just like talk about it one day and just be like, look, because <laughs> we need to get past this. Yeah, we, we do. do it together. We do, we do. Um, uh, another announcement is Trackmania is coming to uh, consoles and cloud services. So uh, Stadia from Google and Luna from Amazon uh, will be. It'll be coming to those and consoles early, early in twenty twenty three, which isn't too far away. Um, the next thing is that uh, as part of a collaboration with Konami. Simon Belmont and Alucard from the Castlevania series is going to join Brawlhalla as playable characters uh, on October 19. So, like a little treat for you know people who are still playing Brawlhalla. Um, and then we had a whole bunch of stuff from Assassin's Creed. So Number much. one, so much. Okay, so the the bit that I really loved was the fact that um uh we got the reveal for. The next, I guess, mainline Assassin's Creed game, which is called. Maybe. It seems hard, like cause it's like a, it was based on DLC that's been spun out into its own thing. Gotcha. But it, I am excited for it, so it's it hard looks to tell cool. To I love it. I was pretty disappointed not seeing gameplay. Yeah, I was pretty expecting gameplay. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. Like, I'm still. I'm very curious about it. <laughs> yeah, I really liked um what I saw from it, which is uh it it it's called. Let's see. Um, so the game is called Assassin's Creed Mirage. It is starring uh, Basim 
uh, Al Ishq, I think was his name. I'm trying to remember, but basically, he was a reincarnation of like one of the the ancient prehistoric alien races that kind of act as gods in the act in the wor- like in the in the law of um assassin's creed too much for too much for me um but uh, apparently like this is just like a this is set during the same time as the original assassin's creed so during like i guess it would be crusades era baghdad um uh and it's set during the the abyssinid kind of like the empire that was ruling at the time and it follows the i guess they're called the hidden at this stage Slash the Brotherhood, so the, the the kind of the League of Assassins has been established by now, and I guess you're you're playing as the newest recruit to the cause, um, and 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 it it from what's been told so far, and from what was um I guess teased in the in the the trailer is that it's much closer to the the series's stealth roots from the original game versus like from Assassin's Creed 2 onwards where it was just basically just murder just 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 murder in the open <laughs> so yeah I, would, I actually didn't I actually figured it was like one till um whatever that last one was called Revelations because that's kind of when it ended well that's sense. the well, Desmond arc Unity I guess yeah was the last one in that vein but yeah, yeah. No, like it's interesting actually I didn't actually think that'll be like that because I know it's meant to be evoking the first one but it's like I didn't think it's like oh that's right it did play a little differently didn't it? Oh yeah, and remember like in the in the first one there was so many like missions where you're tailing each other and you're just kind of um you're like sitting on a table and you're like listening in on conversations or you're stealing maps from guards so you can figure out the what route to take for the next mission which is like the like an assassination during an event and you're like looking at the kind of patrol routes and things like that like kind of planning your next attack and i think that kind of went away after two um yeah i well i said it's been a while like i actually played the first one so much and then yeah. like i actually <laughs> i played it a lot but yeah. i got in my head it's like um like because i said it like <laughs> i said it like i didn't know but I, I i did like i just don't remember the details of how those games work <laughs> but it's like I do, the only thing i remember about two is being extremely excited for it and then being very disappointed by it because i was imagining hitman <laughs> and vienna yeah um, Venice, I mean, sorry. Yeah, and um, and that's uh, I didn't get it. Yeah, it's like I think that's how I played the first one, even though I'm not sure it was quite built for it. But I think it was at least closer to it. Yeah, and like like in this one, you've got the thing where when you when you assassinate someone, you kind of go into that dream world, and then you you take the feather that like dip you dip it in the blood of the victim, but then, yeah. like the the teaser at the end of the trailer is that you're in that kind of dream state or whatever, but then like you start seeing like ghouls appear out of the ground so like there's something happening there's like some supernatural element there like maybe there's like a horror theme to this as well so there'll be uh the animus has got zombie dlc so it's yeah zombie zombie blood cells got into it because like i feel like so much of the first there was so much of the first game that was outside of the game where you're literally like in a bathroom looking at pretty much like a black light with like all these scrawlings on the wall and then like walking and then going through to um like the desk and reading through everything and remember like 
dude, wasn't Kristen Bell like the the voice actress and the the like? Yeah, wasn't it Kristen Bell who played like the scientist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like so much of that was like uh, this month, <laughs> and then like the whole thing where it's like the main character was like talking to you, like through through you to Desmond or through you to the player, and it was like trippy, I like. That the way that game the, the direction that game went was so different to what you the way like all the marketing and everything kind of portrayed it which I think was really really cool it's like yeah I don't I actually don't remember that part of it <laughs> I, think, I feel like I, like that was definitely at an age when I wasn't aware of that yeah. I think I was, I was probably just drawn into the cover <laughs> yeah the, yeah and the knife. and the, yeah, the <laughs> knife you just go in just like you jump and you land and your knife is like through someone's throat and you're like yeah yeah, now I'm just like, my head's just exploding. I was like, oh, he has a knife in his wrist. Yeah, and they show it in this trailer, like the bit where they actually chop off the, the ring finger so you can actually yeah, have the Yeah, I forgot blade. about that. Yeah, because I think that went away. I think that was the thing that Leonardo da Vinci did in like number two, so you don't have to chop off your finger. I think that was like the innovation. Wild, also another wild sentence. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, no, I, like, you're exactly right. I was just like... <laughs> It's, it's still funny saying it out loud. Yeah. And I think it's the, the voice of Savathun in Destiny 2 is the voice of the kind of the the mentor character in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Shore Agdashlu. Yeah, she, she's, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a, I feel like she was in other shows as well. I think she was also in The Expanse and stuff. So, like, it's it's she's got a very iconic voice um so yeah i was just like that was the first thing i couldn't i, I kept getting distracted by her voice because i'm like i know that i know this voice actress she's in other stuff and i'm just like picturing her like her other characters but in this but anyway um yeah guess what year mirage is releasing in yeah 2023 <laughs> um and alongside that we've got more dlc for assassin's creed valhalla which is being described as the quote final chapter which um makes sense uh and it's going to be coming out in the next uh, few months hopefully before the end of the year so i think assassin's creed valhalla came out a couple of years ago because like yeah so i think both both valhalla and origins got a lot of kind of post-release content like i think odyssey the origins probably was a while as well oh yeah I, I, yeah i'm not even thinking about odyssey so there's origins odyssey and valhalla hmm. and now like now seven more <laughs> yeah okay and then the next thing is that there's a new assassin's creed mobile title which is separate from the one that ubisoft is working on with netflix um and this one is going to take place in china just like those uh, i think it was like Assassin's Creed stories. Like it was like those spin-off games for, for like the, th- I think even like the PSP or 3DS, where it was like a a 2D kind of side scroller. Not 2D. It was like a th- 2.5D side scrolling adventure. Um, and this one is called. It's codenamed. It's called currently codenamed Jade. Um, and it is a created character game. So you kind of make your own assassin type person so probably an excuse to sell like costumes and and things like that you know maybe maybe i'll play as darth vader in an assassin's creed because <laughs> it was uh, that, that that's what we want <laughs> yes <laughs> and then and then there's also a new assassin's creed game uh being set in japan it's code uh titled codename red it's being created by the team that made the original 
that made uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it's uh, so it's Ubisoft Quebec who's uh, working on this. Um, and then Ubisoft Montreal is working on another new flagship Assassin's Creed game called uh, Codename Hex. And according to a kind of speculation, it's going to be about the Holy Roman Empire, which I think was... Um, I think that's been like kind of rumored for a long, long time now. Um, and according to a summary from GamesRadar, uh, is that one of the r- rumors that reported by Bloomberg is that it's the game is set in Central Europe during the 16th century, um, which was you know a very important time in history for Europe, where there was a lot of uh, it was a uh, mass hysteria gripping the continent as 80,000 people were being executed, all for the crime of being in league with the devil. Um, so a lot of, I'm pretty sure this is like during the, like, this is like just predating kind of the, the Salem witch trials and stuff in the, in the U S. So, um, very interesting time for Europe and probably a good, like kind of good, um, good, like fodder material for like, you know, the intrigue of a, of an Assassin's Creed game. Um, so all I'm, these, like, I'm yeah. really into that one. <laughs> I'm yes. very drawn into that concept. Like, <laughs> I mean, witch trials are like, uh, it's a horrible thing that really happened, but it's like, it's such a, like, I feel like Assassin's Creed has not had a, like, atmosphere as close to something that that teaser sort of hinted at. Yeah. For like, a long time. Like, it's something yeah. that's like, oh, well, like, I'm super into almost any game that wants to do that yeah so that's about it. it's it's crazy um so so all these games are going to be set within uh assassin's creed infinity which is uh, how should i play it? it's a like a centralized hub to play game play i guess assassin's creed games going forward so codename red and codename hex are going to be in there um and Ubisoft apparently is also investigating, uh, you know, bringing back multiplayer to the Assassin's Creed series, which hasn't been there since Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which I think that came out in like 2012 now. Like, that's a long, mm. long time. Like, that is what 15 Assassin's Creeds ago, because it was something like that. Um, so yes, uh, and John's just added uh, that Unity Assassin's Creed Unity had like a co-op mode. So either it'll be yeah, either competitive or co-op mode. Um, yeah, because like the the whole thing of this event was like talking about celebrating the fifteen years of Assassin's Creed, which sounds crazy to me. Because like I remember when Assassin's Creed One got announced. I remember watching that announcement trailer <laughs> at E three two thousand six. I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah, like Assassin's Creed feels so young for how much of it there is. Yes. It feels like so much. And it's like, you're only 15. You can't drink yet. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I also want to say, like, I've seen Infinity, like, uh, like as a platform or a hub. I've seen it kind of compared to like the way Call of Duty does it, where like you load into Warzone or Modern Warfare and it's like, it gives you like a big stuff list suddenly of like all the games connected to it. Mm. I can see that being what it kind of is. I've also seen, like, I'm not sure if it was confirmed or not. I don't remember. But I think um, Infinity might also be the way that it um, detaches the modern storyline mm. and kind of keeps it going on, like, a more, you know, game agnostic platform. Yeah. As well, 
yeah and also with the multiplayer thing it's like if they're gonna do like brotherhood multiplayer yeah as a service game separate like you know you could just have it separate that and but have it just connected to all the other games while not having to graft it onto another one yeah that will expire in two years anyway you know yeah so that's that's my conception of it Mm. that's the way it's described yeah yeah no that's yeah that 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 makes sense like it kind of gives more freedom to work with the law and that the batshit crazy um kind of like law of the series between the in in like the in-game story like the in animus story and then the outside animus story like kind of those, those um yeah it's uh yeah, I, I still remember getting to the end of like Assassin's Creed One, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty zany. And then Assassin's Creed Two just went off the fucking deep end with all that stuff, and I was like, okay, this is freaking crazy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't you like beat up the Pope in that game? <laughs> yeah, you like yeah, you put pretty much like the Borgias and then the Pope, zany, right. and then like the ancient God speaks to the player through Desmond, and then it's just like. Who's who's Desmond? Who are you speaking to? And it's just like, yeah, oh, oh. The magic like, sci-fi apple. Uh, yeah. And you remember you were like, <laughs> remember they had like you're trying to find pieces of this like video of Adam and Eve. Remember like, and they're like, oh, yeah, the collectibles, right? Yeah, and, yeah. No, no, that was in it. And then the DLC meant that you couldn't complete some of the story because like you're basically filling in a DNA sequence, and there was like chunks of the DNA sequence that were missing that were filled in by DLC and people not being happy about that because it's like, if you're a completionist, you couldn't technically yeah, that, get everything. That's uh, that's shady, yeah. I I almost platinumed Assassin's Creed 2. Like, I burnt myself out on Assassin's Creed because I just played so much of 1 and 2. Um, and I like, oh, man. Like, I, I remember, like, you know, Assassin's Creed 1, like, you're walking through and you hear all the, the preachers in the courtyards and stuff. Like, it's... You know, praise be to like you know shame to King Richard and his infidel army. <laughs> you know, like oh that that was so cool. Praise to Salahuddin. <laughs> you know, like it was yeah definitely a lot of atmosphere and a lot of um. Nah, it was so cool, man. Uh, it's just yeah. I, I I tried to play. I never played three. Like I own Brotherhood, but never played it. I never played. Th- or Revelations I played Black Flag but I never really got into it beyond like I think I played like the first few hours and I was just like oh it's just another one of these when I was like very broke a number of years ago which could be a lot of years but like um, any periods of time I mean but I did get the like standalone version of um, Freedom Cry I think it was called yes of like episode like separate episode yeah. dlc about one of his crew members yes in black flag that game straight up like stopped working for me part of the way through <laughs> that's all i remember about that game and it's like oh, okay i'm not wow yeah, like, like it doesn't work like it like you get onto the boat to go to another place and then the game stops <laughs> what yeah that's the only that's my entire experience of black flag is that <laughs> yeah. DLC the, the standalone dlc yeah because it was um because essentially it was like uh, I, I think it was like Adewale or something. Like basically, you're like Edward Kenway, who was like the main character, like the the main assassin in that game. Like his kind of second in command was like a former slave, I think, and it was mm. kind of like 
It's kind of like, and Freedom Cry, I think, was like kind of telling a story of escaping from like slavery and, and, you know, kind of becoming a pirate. And yeah, I remember like buying that DLC and never playing it. But I was like, oh, you know what? I think this is important to support, you know, a story like this yeah. being told. So yeah, I was like, I didn't I feel like, bad. Like, I, yeah. like, cause I played, yeah. Like I was able to play a bit of it, and then yeah, that <laughs> sucks, man. Like, I'm so sorry that that happened. That that, that sucks. So long ago, it's like it's been like my actual only experience with Assassin's Creed. I think, wow. For since then, like, cause I just don't play them really. Yeah. Like, I'll, uh, the only one I'm planning on playing soon is like Origins, cause it's on the PlayStation service. Like, yes. Yeah. Because um, I want to play the Egypt one, and that's the only one I really care about playing. Yeah. Because because that's the one that was like the big reboot for the series. Yeah, that, yeah, but then since then there have been two more games. <laughs> yeah, that's been a lot. Yeah, um, um, that was pretty anyway. cool. But yeah, um, how about uh, let, let's just keep this keep this train going because we've got another kind of like uh piece of uh stream that we had, and that was D twenty three, and Disney yeah. and Marvel uh, holding its own, I guess, streaming event. With some announcements, John, tell us about that. Yeah, this will be kind of quick compared to all these other ones. Um, yeah, so Disney <laughs> held their own conference, didn't announce a ton, but announced some things. So first off was Amy Hennig. She is the former writer slash creative lead. I think I think that's her titles from the Uncharted series for one and one, two, and three, and Naughty Dog in general. Um, she announced her new studios game based around Captain America and Black Panther in World War II. That is pretty much the entirety of the game's details. Nothing else, no release window. So presumably quite far off, but I did have like some concept art of Black Panther, Captain America, one of the, was it like Raging Commandos or Howling Commandos? Yes. And, um, one of Black Panther's um, bodyguard people. I don't remember their names at all. Or like their actual titles. Oh damn it! Yes, I know what you mean. Like the warriors, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck, damn it! Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, but it's like that's that's all we've got of that game so far. Yeah. Um, but it will be assumedly a quite a high budget, prof- big pro, like yeah. high profile release. Um, after that was the announcement of Marvel World of Heroes. This comes from Niantic, the developer who created Pokemon Go and a number of other like augmented reality games where you walk around with your phone and tap stuff um so kind of curious to see what that actually is um but yeah that's all we got um marvel's midnight suns from fire axes has been brought back into 2022 that is the two yeah it's launching december 2nd for xbox series consoles ps5 and pc last gen um, releases for PS4, for Xbox One, and, and the Switch versions are they're releasing later, mm. so not this year. Um, I, I kind of like ever since um, I don't remember what game it was, but I've kind of like ever since they kind of delayed the second. Oh yeah, Doom Eternal or something. Um, yeah, I think that was the one, or or maybe it was, or whatever. I was I'm just kind of suspecting that they're just going to quietly cancel <laughs> it is, or at least the last gen versions if it just takes too long. But yeah, we'll see. Of uh, um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, but it does matter. Um, yeah, so that that's coming pretty soon. I actually like sudden like I watched some trailer for it kind of recently, and I was suddenly very excited to play it. I don't know what changed 
but i'm quite like i, I was like i was interested in it already yeah but suddenly i'm like oh i'm actually very into yeah, it in like an own. xcom mix with marvel was pretty cool yeah like it's yeah um and lastly there was the announcement of tron identity so a new visual novel based on the tron franchise um it's coming from the developer bit hell games who the developer who made thomas was alone um so that's coming to pc next year and that is the yeah. entirety of d23 for this podcast so not a time like i hyped it up but i don't think there was too much to really <laughs> yeah. Show. so yeah yeah nah no nah, that was that was that was actually pretty great uh pretty efficient summary there so why don't we why don't we keep the efficiency moving forward and uh john uh ea and koei tecmo are working on i guess a project to take on monster hunter in some way yeah so ea and koei koei tecmo they mm-hmm. partnered together to develop a new hunting game like game in the hunting genre basically it just means i didn't know it was a genre but <laughs> it is a genre like it, like yeah. once i successful to not have clones it's yeah. just that they're like entirely japanese so far which i guess this one will also be but i guess it's like a is, bigger effort at taking it is genshin impact technically a clone of it i know dauntless is right the one that's on the um the free yeah, to play one yeah 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 genshin uh, as far as i know isn't Okay, that's, that's more like but a breath. I guess, yeah, I remember people comparing that. To, I think more to Breath of the Wild. Maybe that's more like an art style thing. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so this game will be made by Omega Force. They're the in-house game studio owned by Tecmo, responsible for Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, and all those licensed spin-offs they make and mm-hmm. a few other games. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be set in fantasy feudal Japan. It'll be a quote truly AAA experience according to the press release they will have promised to reveal more about this game later this month mm. and no platforms were announced yet which i guess it'll the platforms might be announced at later this month yeah um but a lot of halo drama yeah so the the next piece of news i guess like a couple of things have happened a couple of weeks ago uh three four three industries which is the 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 developer that has taken over Halo from Bungie, um, starting with Halo the Master Chief Collection. No, sorry, starting with Halo Four, which I think came out in twenty twelve, and then going on from there, um, and the three and the the Master Chief Collection, and then most recently, uh, sorry, then Halo Five Guardians, and most recently, um, Halo Infinite. So essentially, oh, okay, so Halo Infinite uh, didn't launch with co op. It still doesn't have co-op and it's been pushed back now again to November. So has the Forge mode, which is kind of like the kind of like the sandbox mode that Halo 3 kind of uh, uh, debuted with. And it, it allows you to kind of create your own types of kind of scenarios and game modes with a lot of the kind of the... It's sort of like, think of like the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater kind of create a park mode, but for like Halo multiplayer. Like that's kind of the way to th- really think about it. So you could come up with not just a, a different type of map and a different type of arena, but you could actually change the kind of like game. Like you could kind of change the parameters for the type of game you create. And you c- a lot of people created like their own kind of clones of other games and things like that within the mode. So that mode's been delayed to November as well. The other thing is that season, the third season of content um, has been extended from... 
I guess it was meant to be done very soon because I think the plan originally was each season of content was going to be three months. Pretty standard with, you know, Destiny and Fortnite and other games. But now instead of three months, it's it's looking like it's more like 12 months because season three has been delayed and is not going to start until March 2023. So that means the way Halo Infinite is right now from a multiplayer point of view, that's how it's going to stay until March 2023. And that means it's not going to make it to 2023, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, because it's it's severely lacking in a lot of content. Like, there's not many maps. The armor sets look terrible. Uh, like, or they're, they're just very... Like, they're basically just, you know, kind of reskins of the same... Like, just changing some color here and there. there. There aren't that many weapons in it. There's not much customization. The monetization is very, like... It's very expensive to upgrade anything in it. Um, so it's, it's just like, yes, it plays well from a core perspective, but people need change. People need more things to keep them tied in. You know, a handful of maps is good enough for maybe the first couple of months, but if you intend for this game to be a live game and to compete with, you know, the likes of Fortnite or Destiny and things like that, it it needs more. It, it, it won't make it. And, and, you know, yeah, it's just, as someone who's a big, who loves, like, I really enjoy the Halo Infinite, like, multiplayer, it's a lot of fun, but I've stopped playing it because there's just not much to really keep you going, to work towards, mm. you know? Yeah. Sorry, oh, John. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really adding anything. I might be the only one who enjoys this analogy, but I was thinking about how, like, when games come in, like, kind of half-broken or just, like, constantly, you know, just kind of missing the mark, technically, a release, it's usually yeah. called, like, it's coming hot. I was yeah. thinking... It feels like in Halo Infinite it came in on fire and then the developers have been constantly trying to like put out the fire while also trying to build the rest of the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. Like, it feels like it's constantly like just in a rush to keep it from falling apart. Yeah. Because it's made, like old Jenga blocks. Which... They constantly try to reorganize. It's like, it's really sad, but it's also just like, man, how like I can't, mm. I mean, games are like, there's like it's not the only catastrophe of a game. Well, catastrophe might be a bit strong, but like it's also just like it's not the first time. Something it's just like it's the. First, I feel like it's the first time I've seen a live service game so completely fall flat on its face, like, and like kind of keep doing it, sort of. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Because let's not forget that the Master Chief Collection, which was released in 2014, like it's only like I think in the last couple of years that it's like become playable from a multiplayer point of view, you know, like, like 343 Industries is no stranger to, 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 to <laughs> yeah, to, to like trying to put out fires and build the house around a, like, you know, I guess what's left, like scorched embers of like, you know, of, of what used <laughs> to be the, the, found, the fire. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you'd think w- when the first house burnt down, they thought that, okay, next time we build a house, we make sure that it's not on fire. <laughs> but they didn't. They must have hired the same builders <laughs> with the same <laughs> same dodgy equipment because it... it yeah. And like, you know, listen, a lot of talented people went into making the game and everything and, and, the, and the single player campaign is like phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly, maybe it was just... Maybe the time frame... Maybe it was like mismanaged, or maybe there was too much scope. Too many things were promised, um, and 
though it seems like the ones suffering a like you know the developers are probably suffering because they're probably having to you know put in a lot more work and maybe put in more hours and things like that than they initially planned to and now they've pushed back an entire season of content while working on other major content pillars so it's not like these these developers are getting like a break and getting more time like they're probably just going to go just they're probably just working harder now but now they're going to have to work harder for longer and potentially on a game that isn't gonna make it because um i don't know i think in 2022 it might be too late to pull a ubisoft and you know bring success out of like a failed situation or like a out of a poor launch launch like um you know like rainbow six uh like the division like rainbow six like um uh for honor and you know you know the crew you know what i mean like (laughs) yes the crew so it's i don't know i'm just as someone who's been really trying to find a multiplayer shooter that's kind of very well made and like fun to play and well supported there really isn't much out there um like yeah, like maybe Apex and Fortnite. And I guess like Warzone because Destiny 2 sure as hell isn't supported from a multiplayer point of view. So yeah, that's just disappointing to me. But um, in the wake of this and this past week, uh, Bonnie Ross, who's one of the co-founders and kind of, I guess um, she's the corporate vice, she's also the corporate uh, vice president of Xbox's, of Xbox Game Studios, um, has announced that she's leaving the company um while she was meant to leave earlier like a couple of months earlier during halo infinite's winter update um uh sorry winter update which would be coming up soon so that's where you know we'd expect to see the um the forge mode and the co-op mode implemented uh due to a family emergency she's taken the decision to step down much earlier um so yeah it's um not a good sign because She's just the latest in a in a string of, I guess, prominent designers and kind of developers leaving three four three industries in the wake of Halo Infinite's kind of like launch woes, which I think is just unfortunate because you know people naturally leave a large project like this to work on the next thing or the next step in their career. But I think the fact that um Halo Infinite isn't doing so well kind of adds to it. You know, just just mm. just kind of puts a very like difficult to pass through lens like a very murky lens on on the whole whole issue yeah because i I think um as i understand it the developer taking over her position is the one who's kind of led the rebuild of Mm. master chief collection yes not a bad person yeah to kind of lead ongoing yeah yeah so pierre hints um who's like the 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 lead on on production is now taking over as creative director for or sorry the studio head for 343 industries and you're right um yeah let's see uh he's trying to he he turned halo <laughs> the master chief collection around he's going to have to do the same thing with halo infinite and hopefully not the next project yeah let's 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 finish this house on top of this fire <laughs> gotta get yeah it. Oh, gotta get this fire <laughs> it's like it's like he, he's like laid the last brick painted the last wall you know he's got everything done in this house and then he's just been instantly before he can like 
sit back and drink a beer and like look at his work he's had to just been pulled to the next project and he's starting again <laughs> there's, a, there's a fire over here too oh yeah like, anyway oh, speaking of houses on fire um babylon's fall is officially shutting down fully in february so babylon's fall is the latest i guess almost late uh yeah latest game from platinum games and square mm. enix mm. it was designed and marketed it was launched as a service title that would be supported for years yeah um, they've said a few times that it will continue being supported despite some like a lot of <laughs> very kind of bullying like reports of how few players there are on steam so there's like 15 <laughs> people at one point yeah or three maybe there was like there's very few um yes but babylon's fall is officially ending very soon so from the quote says we launched the game's official service oh (laughs) on the Um, 3rd of march this year oh is that is that how new it is i thought thought i was wrong no no Um, yeah it it won't even make a year jeez anyway oh yeah I'll, i'll say it quote we launched the game's official service on thursday 3rd of march 2022 and continued to undertake additional development and operations However, it is with deep regret to inform you that we'll be terminating the game's service on Tuesday, 28th of February, 2023. Um, digital sales have also been halted immediately. Like You can't go buy it digitally. Yeah. Um, you can buy physical ones, I guess, yeah. physical copies, which I'm guessing are <laughs> like, immediately skyrocketing <laughs> to $10. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, can't can't and... keep them on the shelves. I actually kind of want to play it now because I like I like platinum games, but this one I don't know. No one seems to like it all that much. I forgot that it was people. an online game. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like it just sounds like a platinum game. Uh, Babylon's Fall that just sounds like one of those you know Japanese pseudo fantasy mech style whatever like you know action games. Yeah. In my mind, when I hear Babylon's Fall, I think of like a PS2 launch title that was immediately forgotten. Honestly. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a particularly memorable. It was like oh, me. it was a. It was like Platinum Games' first of a game before they were, you know, before they made Bayonetta. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, but in reality, it was just like all the assets from Nia Automata bundled up with Final Fantasy fourteen assets, like literally. Yeah, and then flooded out. Because <laughs> I actually like the idea. Like, I like the idea of Platinum gameplay matched with a game that will just kind of keep going and yeah. get more stuff. And maybe yeah. I should have tried it. Maybe I could have been one of those six, seven people. But like, um, yeah, I, I guess know. you'll just have to. I guess, like, if you want that, you just play Warframe, I guess. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, will it be one of the best, greatest regrets in my life? I don't know. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of... I think that's kind of it for the news. Yeah. So, look forward to new stories saying that um, uh, Halo Infinite's service will also shut down on the 28th of February 2023 because that's what it sounds like. That's, That's where it's headed. And my, my one of my cats is here saying, "Stop talking about Babylon's fall." <laughs> Good idea. She is not happy. She's probably the last last player left. She's, she's, <laughs> she, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Um. That was a, that's a lot of that's a lot of talking there. Um. That's a lot of talking yes. stuff we did there. But uh, I guess like let, let's let's have a brief brief chat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let's let's very speed run it.
Secret of Monkey Island. You, yeah. You, uh, you tell us. Like, you got to tell us. Like, what, what brought yeah. this on? <laughs> I, I was remembering. I was thinking about the Devolver published sequel coming up yes. quite soon. I think Tales from and Monkey remember, Island. Is that what it is? I don't. Return to. Wasn't Return it? to. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and then I remembered I bought these games years ago on Steam, and they're just sitting there not being played. <laughs> so I, I finally started up the first one. I think I'm a good way through it now, like most of the way through. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not super drawn to it, but it's also like a very old game. The remaster yeah. quality is really high. I'm yes. kind of sure you can like flip between the old like DOS. Like I MS played this. I, I bought this when this came out as well. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, this is like, the yeah. And it adds like all these like really high quality voice acting, and like it's it's really nice looking, but I will say I'm not especially charmed by it. Even though I I do appreciate what it is, I'm kind of I kind of make you think it's like oh, I wonder if the newest one will be, I don't know. I I, I like it. It's just yeah. I don't know. It hasn't quite. I hasn't quite me overall. I, I don't know how far you got into it, but I think that where I stopped playing was like there's like one puzzle where you had to like find a chicken or something i don't know what it was but it was like the answer of it just didn't make any sense and I had to look it up and i'm like how on earth were you meant to get this out of the clues given in the game and i'm like you know yeah. what done i can't i don't have time to waste trying to figure out if i'm crazy or if the game's just dumb <laughs> yeah it's like it reminds me of when i tried playing um okay good yeah it reminds me of when i tried playing grim fandango which i just yeah. googled the title of to make sure i got it right okay um because i tried playing that when the remaster happened on ps4 and stuff yeah a number of years ago and i was yes. like immediately stuck like i didn't know where to go next and it reminded me of that a little bit where it's like the more i've gotten into it the more i've been hammering h like the hint button because <laughs> it just tells you where to go eventually <laughs> go, yeah. like it, it's an it's a good system but it's also like the more i get like i'm apparently i just don't have the brain for old school point and click adventure games at least without playing more of them which, which, which i guess help. makes sense because like back when you had to like back in the early 90s or whatever like like maybe three or four games came out that really stood out and you just had months to play this one game so you probably had the time to figure shit out and yeah. you couldn't it, it was either that or maybe download some very dodgy looking text files that were like readmes or whatever like in you know, faqs from back then from like yeah. whatever message boards were around in the early 90s um mm. <laughs> but it's um yeah I don't, I don't mind it i don't think i have a ton to say about it yeah which is good for yeah. today's episode um after that i watched or not after that i also watched um, in announcement mode um i also watched <laughs> thor love and thunder at which um Abia mm. famously hated <laughs> what do um, you think I actually didn't mind it, but I think it's because I was like coming to it as a comedy. I knew I kind of like I had low expectations and I knew it was going to be like basically a comedy. So I feel yeah. like approaching it that way made it much easier to appreciate what I thought did it did well, even though it was like it's a, otherwise I will say it's extremely messy and flawed. I think it has a lot it of problems. Yes. But I think coming into it the way I did made me more appreciative of, of what I thought were strengths. Yeah. So, like, overall, I, I definitely didn't hate it overall, but I also th I also thought it ended much stronger than a lot of the 
previous rest of the film like oh, i thought it yeah. ended on a strong enough note where it's like oh you know like, ended like, on, like essentially like essentially setting up like it's a it's a game changer in terms of like the type of entity that is now being entered into like you know the manifestation of like love like you know which is like i think is a is an not even a celestial it's like like one of the like core kind of things that inhabit the world or something like it's like one of those like really high high high-end concepts that's like being brought from the marvel like like law into the marvel cinematic universe which is pretty crazy like um Ah, yeah and um the fact that it's like chris hemsworth's daughter but it is i I thought it might have been yeah and then it's um okay did you it's like it went too like to me it was just like you know i said it it kind of went too far it like went it became like a parody of like you know, yeah the, like yeah what do you think i get what you mean I, I i don't i i kind of agree to a point i, I think yeah i probably agree really but that's but just because i was expecting it but it's also like um like that's as in like i didn't hate it or anything because i expected it yeah but it's also um i also felt that as it when it got into the last like 15 minutes and yeah. it really tuned up the drama and like kind of tuned down the comedy yes. in a good amount, you know, like it didn't like yeah. completely undermine the drama much at all. Oh, when it was cause it, cause it did, the, it tried its best to do it through the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no it, just, it just didn't bother me as much as I thought it might, which again, uh, expectations, yeah. but it's like, I, I thought like by the end of it, I thought it hit its dramatic notes without like on a well, you know, yeah, broadly. Yeah, I I do think it was like not to be a comics fan, but like or like nerd. I mean, <laughs> not to be a comics nerd. I am disappointed they wasted gore on this movie. Oh, yes. he's a like I I'm not a huge fan of that arc personally because I felt so it was very dark and it cla- kind of clashed it with didn't, the rest of the run. It didn't belong but, in this movie. In this, yeah, like it was, there was a lot going on in this movie, and I was thinking yeah. it's like I feel like this movie would have been better if you kind of got rid of gore. And replaced him with something more mundane, yeah, and not something so high scale, to like kind of let everyone else just have character problems and try and resolve them while yeah. dealing with a problem. Yeah, and like I mean that would have that would have felt really yeah. yeah exactly like it would have felt like very episodic in a way that maybe Disney wouldn't have liked, which is fair. But it's also just yeah. like Gore is such a like he in the comics he is a ruthless cosmic like galaxy universe destroying threat who yeah. has like who has like is far past the point of caring about absolutely anything. Whereas, like, yeah. And, and it's like, I don't mind that it's different. I just yeah. thought it's like, it's such a big villain. Like yeah. it's like one of the biggest modern Thor villains, as I understand it. Exactly. Like, I don't think but, it comes really close and it's just like, yeah, this is a big thing to like, kind of spend on. And, and like, he's the God butcher, right? And the, yeah. the thing is like, you know, it's supposed to strike fear into all the gods, but, all the killing he only kills one god and that was like at the beginning of the movie when he just happens to like when a sword happens to come out of the ground but like uh, all i was, I was the, thinking yeah. that, but i actually i think i was like kind of sold enough on that montage of all the corpses i was like i was yeah. like oh that, that's well enough because i know what you mean but yeah I also it was like i think because i again because i kind of knew what i was getting into i yeah. think i was like a lot of it just flowed well for me <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think about um russell crowe's accent in and and like his depiction of of Zeus as like a you know kind of womanizing I, I, will bumbling. Say I don't really know yeah. any uh Greek <laughs> people of Greek descent so I'm not sure 
because I, I, I was thinking about it as, like because you mentioned that last time and i was thinking yeah. i was thinking about it like during his performance like yeah. at, at very least russell crowe was having fun with it otherwise yeah. i don't quite i don't have the full comprehension to know how insulting it was <laughs> yeah I think and I think the the training mont like the montage at the beginning of the film of him transforming from like Fat Thor to Fit Thor. I think that could have gone like that just kind of went by in thirty seconds. Whereas like that could have been like an actual transformative moment for him, but that never happened. Yeah, just, yeah. There's like a yeah. few things I could have worked with. Yeah, but it's just like they had so much to run through so quickly. Yeah, and then like um, Jane Foster, who's this like brilliance like you know published astrophysicist this and all that and then it's just like kind of joking about you know cancer and so it's just like it just kind of didn't like you know you're dealing with okay someone who literally murders gods because of their children they lost their child yeah. and then someone dying from terminally ill cancer uh someone trying to rebuild the kingdom after their people the remainder of their people were massacred like you know there's a lot of kind of like heavy things happening and it was just like oh but by the way there's korg and by the way, they're screaming goats for some reason. And then for some reason, yeah. and, and Thor's like, somehow like, he, he's got a kink for like, inanimate objects. Like, <laughs> Oh, that was already a thing they were doing. I know, but. Like, that was already in the last one, I think. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, 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 like, I will say, I don't think I realized quite, uh, it felt like it was doing black comedy, except it actually wasn't. It was more like they were just mashing absurdist Taika Waititi humor with um, really yeah. dark context. They just just stop. Like he just needs Taika Waititi. Just needs to stop. Just take a break, mate. Like you're not. Like yeah, just just take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. But uh, you've been watching movies as well. Yeah. So I um, uh, my wife and I we watched Orphan: First Kill, uh, which was the like prequel to Orphan, which came out in two thousand nine. But this one came out um, uh. Like this, this just came out like a month or so ago, uh, like like earlier this month. So essentially, in the first movie, you a, a an American family adopts who they think is an orphan child from Russia, um, but it turns out that this child actually isn't a young girl. It's actually an adult, like an adult woman who's escaped from a psychiatric hospital, um, but she's got some rare genetic disorder that makes her that stunted her growth so that she always looks like a preteen girl, but she's actually like 30 in her thirties and she goes like on a murderous rampage and stuff. And this is kind of like set. This is a prequel. And what I will say is that the twist to this movie was like something that I was not expecting at all. So there is something to be said about that. So like the orphan movies, like they're not, they're not, I'm not going to say they're top class horror, but they're definitely up. Like they're good. They're good, good, good bit of fun mm. um, i've heard this one was like either surprisingly good or genuinely good yeah i, I think i think surprisingly good and um, okay. and then i guess like through that becomes genuinely good because it's like because you're not expecting the twist it it it's especially if you've seen the first movie this is such a twist that you're like oh shit like you kind of sympathize with the the bad person in this movie and, and, and things like that um but yeah, like, it's it's one of those movies that, like, you kind of sympathize with the person who's meant to be the villain, and you're like, wait, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, 
played some Fortnite. We talked about that at the top of the show. Been having fun so far. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I think I'm getting dangerously close to having to spend money because I keep loading in as just like the generic soldier character and I'm like, I want to be, I want to be one of these references. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, by the way, um, Uniqlo just officially released its Spyx family collaboration. So there's a whole bunch of t-shirts based on Spyx family that I'm like, damn it. I think they're actually good. Yeah. I like, there's a couple of them that are pretty cool. Um, I would encourage yeah. you to watch the first 12 episodes of Spike's Family because the the second half of the season will come out next month. So um, mm. I would encourage you to watch it. I think you I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, um, especially because you've seen. Up, it. I'll, I'll... <laughs> oh, the <laughs> dog gets teased, but yeah, I think yeah, the second no, half is. The... I was just like, um, oh, these are yeah, these are nice. Like they're, they're actually pretty. Um, yeah, actually pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for this uh, bumper episode of Double Jumper Radio. I think, um, I think we're, I think our, my voice definitely is is dying. So I think yours might be too, considering how much news we had to cover uh, earlier in the show. But as always, you can send your questions to Double Jump. Uh, sorry, podcast at doublejump.co. So send in your questions or send in your responses to the things we discussed today. As always, Double Jump Radio is made possible thanks to the support of our wonderful members and our community. So you too can support Double Jump by going to doublejump.co slash memberships and signing up today. Or you can go to patreon.com slash doublejump and support us that way as well. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Double Jump Radio. Uh, John, thank you so much again, man. Um, uh, we didn't get to talk about wrestling this week, but... I'm hoping that next week we can talk about it. <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can. <laughs> but yeah, um, everyone at home, please head over to doublejump.co to read all of our awesome articles and uh, join our Discord community. We're, we're working on a, a newly revamped server, so that's going to be unveiled very, very soon. But yeah, John, anything you're going to be playing next week? You're teasing? Uh, I need to play Splatoon because I own it. I haven't been able to play it. Well, there you go. I'll be playing soon. (laughs) Awesome. Well, till next time. See you later, everyone. cat's given up <laughs> she's like i tried to get you off the computer but you didn't listen and now i've given up <laughs> see everyone <laughs>